everyone, and welcome back to The Horse Fix, where you can get your weekly horse fix and perhaps fix your horse at the same time. I'm Sandy Holt, and I'm coming to you from Winter Haven Ranch in Aubrey, Texas, Horse Country, USA. Today, we are going to talk about accountability and responsibility as it applies to you and your horse. So, let's get started. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Well, actually, I've done a few, but my computer was having some sort of a sound glitch and wasn't good quality, so I did not publish those. I think I have everything fixed now, so hopefully this will come through well for everyone, and I will be able to publish this later today or tomorrow morning. Flying solo today, Chloe is not with me. Well, I don't blame her. It's 4 o'clock in the morning, and I decided I would uh, go ahead and do this podcast. So I'm sure Chloe will be with me on the next one that we do. At any rate, talking about responsibility and accountability. Now, I looked it up on Google because sometimes I get confused. What is accountability as it applies to responsibility? And what Google told me, the difference between the two is that responsibility can be shared. Accountability cannot. So if you're accountable, it's on you. That's a good thing to remember when you're working with a horse. I have a saying when I'm training horse, or actually in life in general, if it is to be, it's up to me. So that can translate when you're riding a horse. If you're the one that makes it happen and not someone else. Yes, you can have a coach or a trainer ground uh, giving you instruction and and telling you moment by moment where to put your foot, where to put your hand, how to sit. But at the end of the day, if it's you that's on the horse, then you're the one that's accountable. As far as responsibility is concerned, I feel that you and your horse share a responsibility in getting the job done. Once you have taken on the assignment of getting your horse to learn something, your horse does have a certain responsibility to you to comply But sometimes they don't. They have a mind of their own, and they definitely will show it. Today, I was working with several horses, actually, and they are all completely different. I own this little Arabian, and he's a cutie, and he's one of my school horses. And he takes on a lot of responsibility. He takes good care of my students, and he's responsible for that. He takes his job seriously, and it just just the greatest little horse. If a student gives a wrong cue, he pretty much doesn't comply. When they do it right, he does it. And then I train on Mercedes, who is Nora's little reigning horse, and she's a very responsible individual, and she has a great work ethic. I can tell that she takes her responsibility seriously as well and really tries to please and tries to get the job done as long as she understands you. Of course, then there's Kingston, Chloe's horse, who is the younger of all and been working with him for a little bit and he has issues. I'm accountable for getting him through his issues and he's responsible for complying when he does actually understands the cues but resists them. Now, I understand when he resists learning something new. I get that. Even though he's a young horse, he's an old soul in a way that he he doesn't like change. 
kind of like, you know, my grandparents were. And they, everything needed to stay the same. And and he's kind of like that. So, you know, you offer up change to him and he does resist it. But once he does learn it, he is responsible to answer that question that you may have asked. But does he answer it correctly? Now here's where there's a line there. If you're asking a certain question of a horse and he doesn't answer it correctly, is he responsible? Yes, he is. But you're accountable in the fact that you need to ask a different question then or ask in a different way. You know, I, I watch a lot of Dr. Phil and I talk about him on my podcast off and on, but he says, how's that working for you? That's one of his signature questions. That when you're asking the question of, of your horse and you're trying to get them to perform a certain maneuver or move in a certain way, maybe move his hip over or move forward more, and they're not answering you, well, ask yourself, how is this working for me? And if it's not working for you, then you need to ask in another way. So you're accountable for asking the question again in a new way until the horse resonates with this. And how far do you push a horse if you're asking, 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 and you think they're just being stubborn and they definitely know what you want. They just don't want to. How far do you push it? Do you spur harder? Do you grab a crop or a, a little whip and do you spank them? Do you start yanking them around? Where do you go with that? Well, first, let me say that you are accountable for getting him to answer the question in, in a correct manner. So when it doesn't work, when, you're, when your request isn't getting anywhere, you got to change it. And I'll give you an example with Kingston, of course. He's a great example for podcasts because he's, he's such a challenge, but it's so rewarding when you finally do get through to him and, and he responds. I've already taught him how to do a pivot, and we were working on pivots. Uh, Chloe's getting ready to go to the AQHYA, American Quarter Horse Association, Youth Association uh, World Championships in about a month and she's going to go in horsemanship and so we really want her to have a great pivot on him nice and crisp with cadence so i'm working on this these pivots with him this morning and he's sluggish and he'll take a step and then he'll kind of not step and then he'll take two steps nicely and then be sluggish again and definitely not a winning pivot. Of course, it's important to know that you can't get frustrated with training and you can't get mad and angry. You have to just stop and say, okay, this isn't working. So where do we go from here? So you have to try, try different things. You know, don't confuse your horse, but keep working with them until there is a connection there and there is an answer there. And you're accountable for that. And then his responsibility is to learn. And if you feel like he's not trying, get his attention and go for it again. Now, in Kingston's case, you know, he's a right fighter. So if he thinks he's right, he will fight you even if he is uncomfortable doing so. You know, many trainers, and I included, will tell you, ask, 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 and release when he answers the question. So in other words, make the wrong thing. And I think Ray Hunt said this in the beginning, way back. His wrong actions uncomfortable and make his right actions 
comfortable or easy. So, you know, when you get a a horse that likes to fight you, that doesn't always work. uh, Because you wear yourself out trying to make him, him uncomfortable. He'll be one of those, like those little boys that say, go ahead, spank me, hit me. It's not going to make any difference. And, you know, so Kingston will do that. And I say that lovingly. He's a really, really great horse. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. So what do we do with that? Well, since he wants to be right, make it feel like it's his idea. Specifically, how I have done that with him is after I've asked pretty hard and he just hasn't complied, I'll ask softly. And then suddenly, he's going... Okay, that's all I wanted. I just wanted you to ask nicely, you know, and we've all been there. Somebody will say, get me a glass of water. And you you may resist and say, wait a minute here. Um, That's not how you ask for a favor or that's not how you ask for someone to do something for you. But if someone said, hey, when you get a minute, can you go get me a glass of water? You will gladly get up and get that person a glass of water. Sometimes with some horses, that's how you got to do it. And when you're first teaching them, lightness is important and softness is important. So right from the get-go, start yanking the horse around on a pivot and spurring the bejesus out of him. You might get a little response, but are they going to appreciate doing that maneuver? Are they going to want to do it again? No. They're going to resent you for it. So you're accountable for making that horse want to do what you're asking them to do. And in other words, in Kingston's case, make it seem like it's his idea. When we're training, we are always learning. I feel like I learn something new every day from one of my horses. I learn what to do to help them become a better horse. I will encourage you that when you're working with your horse, when you're riding it or working on the ground, don't finish your horse with okay, that was good enough. At least I got some time in with my horse. I want you to become a better horseman. Try to be a little bit better every time you work with your horse. Take that uh, knowledge that you have and take it up a level. Read, watch other trainers, listen to podcasts, try new things, and Be your best self that you can be when you're with your horse. Because if you are a better horseman, your horse will be a better horse. And it's your responsibility and and you're accountable for how much you know about your horse and how much you can discover about your horse. We don't ever reach our potential and neither do our horses. People say, oh, you know, he has a lot of potential. And yes, every horse has a lot of potential. And you want to strive for them to reach it, but they never will. And we will never reach our complete potential. If we do, we're done. Where's the joy in being done? Why would you get up in the morning if you're done? Again, I encourage you to be accountable for your education in everything that you do, whether it be washing dishes or saddling a horse. Be that best person that you can be so that your horse can be that best horse that he can be. So today or tomorrow when you throw your leg over, think about that. Try and improve one thing about your riding. 
Maybe it's to pull your legs underneath your body. Maybe it's to quiet your hands. Maybe it's to listen carefully to your horse's footfall and know when to ask for the lead change. Make one thing about your riding skills a little better. Hone in on something that will make a difference to your horse. That is my challenge to you for today. And I'd love to hear back from you as to how that might work for you. Any suggestions that you have that might help someone else with their horses. Or something that you want me to talk about on my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. I know that I've enjoyed doing it for you. So until the next time, may all your blues be ribbons. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Stall High, the alternative to Facebook exclusive to We Horse People.